of Tea Time. I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. And today, we're talking all election everything. Yes. So tomorrow, um, if you're hearing this on what the day that it comes out, tomorrow is election day. Yep, November which, 8th. Yep, so we will not have school tomorrow, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously, we will be here at the Vedette doing all things election coverage. So if you're not someone who's super into watching it unfold on the television or radio... You know, stay tuned with our Twitter. Here's some live updates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just keep refreshing our website because we'll have it all there. Yeah. But what we kind of just wanted to hit on was, like, uh, just a lot of a point, important points and topics just kind of related to this election specifically. Mm-hmm. So um, first point that we wanted to talk about was voter turnout. So um, we all kind of, our generation just kind of gets, or it's, not our generation specifically, but it's always just the younger generations have yeah. the lowest voter turnout, which yeah. currently is our generation. Mm-hmm. Like the 18 to 22-year-olds. Yes. And I think that's just kind of a big, is like a, a lot of people don't understand politics or they're not just, they're just don't, not very interested in it. Mm-hmm. Or they think, oh, it doesn't affect me. This isn't my problem kind of a thing, mm-hmm. which um, is unfortunately untrue. Like, or I guess not unfortunately, but it depends how you look at politics, but. These topics that are, um, you know, up for debate or what candidates are running on is a huge impact on everybody's lives. Mm-hmm. It's going to impact everybody's lives in so many ways. Yeah. So it's just important to, you know, you can think about it in a way that, like, oh, my voice, one vote's going to change the election. You know, I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, a lot of people say that, but it's like, like, if you say that and then five of your friends say that, then it just, like... More and more people sit, like think that their vote doesn't matter, and then the candidate that you may have wanted to vote for may not win because so many people just thought that they had it in the bag or yeah. something like that. And that's um, a lot of, especially with the 2016 election, that's mm-hmm. what a lot of things people thought happened to Hillary. Yeah. They're like, oh, I, c- I can write a funny name on the ballot because, um, you know, Hillary's going to win. Right, like I feel like... I mean, I would have been 15 at that time, so I couldn't vote, and I was not as educated on politics as mm-hmm. I am now. But, like, when I heard that Donald Trump was, like, running for office, like, I was like, oh, that's that's funny. Yeah, like, everyone I, thought it like, was a joke. It was, like, the biggest joke, and then it's, like, he won, and everyone was like, what? Yeah, I remember going to sleep that night um, and feeling so comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. oh, another Democratic... Another Demo- I grew up in a Democratic household, so, like, you know, I was, you know... Nobody in my house was necessarily pro-Hillary, but, like, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't want Trump. Right. And I remember going to sleep, like, you know, oh, just an election night, nothing super spectacular. And I wake up the next morning and I see Donald Trump's place on the TV instead of Hillary's. And my heart sank. Oh I was, God. like, dead silent in my kitchen that morning. And Damn. I remember, like, they had the, the all, my teacher was playing the election results on our television, or, not, you know, just, like, the projector mm-hmm. in class. Um, and nobody really wanted to watch it because we were all kind of scared. Mm-hmm. And then we finally get to my English class, and he just dedicates the entire class for everybody, like, voicing their concerns. Oh, my God. Like, everybody was so stressed out. Yeah. Because he had ran on a bunch of, you know, campaign topics that were so out there. And yeah. so so that made so many people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But this is the 2022 election. Donald Trump is not up for office. There's no presidential candidate up for office. Yeah, they say the biggest one is, like... Governor and like uh, attorney general, I think it is, or no, not attorney general. It's like a like attorney the Senate. general is up for. Oh election, yeah, but um, we have a Senate. Um, Tammy Duckworth's Tammy Duckworth's position is up for grabs, but mm-hmm. you know, 
She's the safe to say. So. I think that she'll she'll hang around. But that doesn't mean don't go out and vote. That exactly. Um, yeah, it's just it can be easy for every, especially with Illinois, and we are such a um, typically democratic state mm-hmm. because of mainly because of the Chicago population. Yeah. But um, regardless, it's important to um, express your viewpoints mm-hmm. and you know not just blindly vote for people based on their party and mm-hmm. to actually you know research into. Um, what their running points are, what topics they care, they care about the most, mm-hmm. what their plans are, you know, because we hear this all the time and everybody just kind of rubs it off as like politicians. It's like, oh, I will do better. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, what does that mean? And they're just like, I will do better. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Or my predecessor is really bad. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, how are you going to change that? And you know, they're just like, but they're really bad. And I'm like, it's yeah. just like electing somebody with like, actual plans and actual goals is just so important yeah I feel like they need to have like a clear a clear plan of like what they want to do which like obviously like you may not have be able to like make the actual specifics which is understandable mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of politicians nowadays kind of just bash their point opponent oh, and yeah. it's not like it, like I've seen so many political ads and like only one of them has been positive like all the other ones are not like vote for me, vote for me because of this, this, and this. It's just don't vote for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no no message besides don't vote for this guy is being spread. Yeah. It's, we speak this especially with the um, Darren Bailey and J.B. Pritzker campaign. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a little before we started recording. And then, like, last year with the 20 – or not two years ago with the 2020 election, we saw that again with Biden and Trump. Mm-hmm. It was – and again with Hillary and Trump. It was just such a – um, the lesser of two evils stance, yeah. which I hate that that's like kind of the reality that we face with politics. Yeah. And I wish it could be more of a, I'm voting for someone because I genuinely believe in their goals and their, you know, what they believe in mm-hmm. compared to, well, I just don't want the other guy to win. Right. It's mm-hmm. just, that's just a, such a sad stance to take on politics Yeah. or just in life in general, mm-hmm. you know? It seems right. so hopeless. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is sometimes understandable though. Like I feel like like, I heard this sentiment a lot regarding the Trump-Biden election. Like, a lot of people, a lot of things, like, p- things that I heard were kind of like, it's not that we want Biden to be president, it was more so that people didn't want Trump to be president. Yeah, exactly. So, that is kind of speaking to what you meant by, like, the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Um, um, especially with... Like, Pritzker and Bailey, like you mentioned, you've been seeing so many anti-Bailey ads. Mm-hmm. I've also been seeing so many anti-Bailey ads, and, like, I have seen a couple of positive Pritzker ones, but have not seen any positive Bailey ones. Right. The, which could be said to, you know, the algorithms and yeah, the specifics. For sure. It, like, you're, I mean, I I do believe that your advertising does kind of know you. Oh, um, yeah. But, um, yeah, the only positive one I saw with Pritzker was him just kind of reiterating his stance that he's pro-choice and how he's, like... I just remember seeing, like, clips of him um, at, like, a women's march back in, like, the late 90s, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that does speak that, like, I I mean, I think that that campaign is good because he is talking about a specific issue. Yeah. And he's not just saying, like, I don't vote for my opponent. I'm going to do better. Yeah. Like, he actually has, like, a, a stance, like, 
Which is Roe codified into law in Illinois? I can't remember. I don't think. I, I believe that it's not going anywhere as long yeah. as Pritzker's going to be in office. I know that, but Correct. I, can't, I can't remember if like, um, he no. signed, I, signed anything after Roe got overturned. I mean, my understanding of it was when the Supreme Court. I'm going to um, this while you talk. When they uh, got, like, I don't, I can't think of the term. When they over, oh yeah, when they overturned Roe v. Wade, it was then kept up, it was left up to the individual states to decide what they were going to do. So if you have a governor who feels one way or the other, then they would make that decision for the state. Yeah, so when Roe v. Wade was obviously overturned in June, um, it was left out of trigger laws per state. So if you had a law... Um, I remember, like, this was, like, the crazy part of it was, like, laws from, like, 1890 went back into effect in some states. Oh, my God. It's, like, that's obviously not a specific year. But, like, mm-hmm. again, my point, the, the point is just as it was from a long time ago. You yeah. know, they didn't have any more recent laws than that. Right. Um, but with Illinois, um, what our trigger law went back to was J.B. Pritzker signed the Reproductive Health Act into law in 2019 to keep abortion legal in Illinois. So it is actually in law. Okay, because that, that makes sense, though, because I remember um, the debate that was hosted here at ISU. Um, I remember it was live-streamed, and I watched it, like, a few days after. And Darren Bailey said in the there that, um, like, he didn't, like, change his stance on abortion. Like, he didn't say, like, I'm pro-choice. But he did say something along the lines of, like, I know that I could not change the abortion laws in Illinois. I covered that at mm-hmm. that debate, and I have that quote like burned into my yeah. mind. Yeah, I might have it seen it like, there then. It was like, I could not change these laws even if I tried. Mm-hmm. Is essentially what he was right. saying. And see, like I, because I didn't know that J.B. Pritzker had signed that into law. I kind of just took that as like Bailey had the understanding of how more leaning pro-choice Illinois is with it kind of being the only state nearby that does have abortion access. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember all of the surrounding states, right after Roe v. Wade was overturned, they changed their availability. Yeah, and that's actually just in general. Like We have obviously been seeing a bunch of like hot topics, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. um, being brought up, especially with like the debate. Like There's obviously a lot of topic, a lot of talk around abortion, around um, the economy, inflation, Guns. stuff like that. And yeah, not just with... Ill- Obviously, Illinois, we just found, is has, like, we have, we're protected. We're good. Mm-hmm. But I know some other states have left it up to the people. And I actually, I don't know off the top of my head if any of them are up for, you know, are you, like, the public choosing if abortion becomes illegal oh. or um, legal in other states. Mm-hmm. I know they've done that with just a couple of elections previously. Like, I know Kansas, which made, like, national headlines because... Kansas is a traditionally red state, but mm-hmm. they voted to keep abortion legal. Yeah. I mean, that thing is just, that is just crazy to me. Just because, I, I don't know. My feelings on that matter is it's like, I don't know. Like, what someone else does with their body, I, fe- I don't know. I just feel like everyone should have the option to get an abortion if they, if that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, you can have your own opinions on it. You can do what you want to do with your own body, but I think that they're, there needs to be, like, the option. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I that's just 100% crazy to agree. me that, like, like, religion, feelings aside, like, people need to have that option. Like, it's literally, like, 
that for their health. Yeah, life or death. We've seen it in already across right. the country. There's been people who died mm-hmm. from miscarriages, from um, ectopic pregnancies, from pregnancy complications. So it's just, I totally agree with you. But I will say that reminds me of an interesting like ad campaign that I saw. Or no, it was... So on our website, you can check out a resource that we've had updated. It's on our trending, actually. It's number two trending on the website. Um, Emma Snyder, one of our news reporters, put together a um, just a list of all the topics that candidates are super passionate about recently. Mm-hmm. And Esther Joy King, I read her. I've gotten a couple of pro and negative ads for her. Mm-hmm. She's running for um, House of Representatives, Illinois House of Representatives, right? Yes. Okay. I believe it's the 17th District. Yes. So what she's pro-life, but what I saw that was interesting about her standpoint that, you know, um, while I personally tend to vote Democrat, like, I could actually see some positives with her because, you know, she's pro-life, which I don't agree with, mm-hmm. but she is huge in advocating for resources for mothers and for making adoption more accessible. Yeah. You know, like, if, like, I still believe that abortion should be legal, mm-hmm. but if they... If Republicans want to push people towards having less abortions, they need to make resources more accessible for yeah. people, for people who can give birth, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's a really good, like, platform that she's running on in, the, in that regard, mm-hmm. with the more access for mothers. I definitely think, like, it makes her, her um, accessibility as a candidate, you know, mm-hmm. like, relatability, yeah. I think that definitely aids yeah, to her Yeah, it's campaign. definitely more towards the middle yeah. when you have a pro-life stance. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I don't know. I think there is... I mean, I am pro-choice, but, like, I think that, like, you can feel... Like, you can be pro-life, I feel like, but you can still also kind of understand the reasonings for why someone would get an abortion. Yeah, it's just the respect of other people's choices. Exactly. Is kind of what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Is like you can be pro-life for yourself. If you get pregnant and you want to keep the baby, that is totally fine. Right. We'll support you in any choice. Does not matter the situation. If you want the baby, absolutely please keep it. But not everybody wants the kid. Yeah. You know, there people are thrown into situations where they're not prepared, they're not mm-hmm. ready. Um whether that's financially, emotionally, relationship-wise, like some people just aren't ready, and that's yeah. okay, too. Mm-hmm. As long as people are given that choice, it provides them so much more security, so much more trust. Right. So much more independence. Mm-hmm. Like, um, having a kid is such a giant step in, in forward in your, you know, your... Right. It's life-changing. Exactly. Like, that's not just, like, you can't, like, have a kid and then be like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> like, right. I don't want this anymore. Right. That's not how that works. Exactly. That was actually one of the more, um, the better ads I've seen from J.B. Pritzker, I think, is who ran that ad, was, like, it was a really well done. Or maybe it was, like, the mothers of, have you seen those mother, the Mothers Against Abbott, the Texas campaigns? Mm-mm. I get a whole bunch of Texas stuff on my TikTok for some reason. Oh, my God. But, um, it was, uh, this 12-year-old girl walks into, uh, an adoption clinic. Mm-hmm. It's like, I am ready for a kid. I want to adopt a child. And they're like, no, you're way too young. And they, you know, they send her out, come back when you're older, you mm-hmm. know? And then they have a 12-year-old girl who's pregnant walk in and ask for abortion services. And they say that that's illegal. You, you have to have the kid now. It's like, where, I what, I think that ad is so effective. I've never seen it, but like, that is, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Like, that is so true. Yeah. It's just, it's so crazy. And 
Yeah, abortion is definitely a huge topic for a lot of women across the country mm-hmm. right now, and just people in general. It's been something that's been a of huge debate. Right. So I think it will it will definitely matter a lot in this election. Yeah, for sure. Of other topics that are kind of um, across the board, um, just like another one that I've seen a lot is like economy, jobs, and mm-hmm. inflation, especially. Yeah. But that's not. So, obviously, there's a huge misconception with inflation that um, it's directly related to who's in charge of the government, which is not. It's related to corporations, because mm-hmm. especially, like, what, as, okay, let me rephrase. I'm talking about gas prices when I say this. Okay. When I'm talking about inflation, I'm, like, directly referring to gas prices. Obviously, inflation affects a lot of different things, but I'm specifically talking about gas prices. Obviously, President Biden does not control gas prices. That is up to corporations, like Exxon, like Mobil. You know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like BP? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oil. So when... That, that's just a big um, campaign platform that I've been seeing Republicans run on mm-hmm. is being like, they raised your prices, mm-hmm. you know? Which isn't true. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. I think it's um, unfortunate tendencies, and I could get into a whole lot of um, bigger deals with how, you know, these kind of corporations are the ones lobbying the government, and they like Republican candidates more because they make them provide less resources for their workers or stuff like that you know but you know it's just it's so interesting to look into politics mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's been such an interesting part of our job is yeah. just learning so much about this which I'm kind of upset I was talking to you earlier about this I did a mail-in ballot this year mm-hmm. to obviously we're college students so neither of us are from here we're both from the suburbs of Chicago so I bought it even way before school I think I ordered my mail-in ballot in July before okay. school started, because I knew I wouldn't be home. Mm-hmm. It was on a Tuesday. I can't make that drive in one day, you know? Um, but I kind of, now that we've done, you and I and everybody on staff, we've been doing so much research into everybody that's going to affect the McLean County area. Right. So now I, I wish I had waited and just voted in person down here and transferred all my stuff because I know so much about everybody down here now. Yeah. But. Yeah, if, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to attest to your voting experience because you did transfer um, everything, right? Yeah, I so the first time I voted was 2020 presidential election, and then this past summer I voted in the primaries, I believe. Yeah, in June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in June at home. So then I was registered at home, but I went to the Bone Student Center because they had early voting. I went there on Friday. Um, I just had to show my ID and a copy of my lease, and they were able to transfer it over. So it really took like five, ten minutes once I found my lease all the way in my email. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, like, did do a quick little, like, read-through of some of the articles that we wrote on the Vedette before I voted. Um, but, like, yeah, like, I would not have... If I didn't work here slash read what was posted, I would have probably only been able to really fill out, like, governor... Mm-hmm. With an educated opinion. Yeah. But, um... That's especially how I felt, because mm-hmm. I filled out for my district back home mm-hmm. in the suburbs of Chicago. Did barely recognized any of mm-hmm. the names, because we've done a couple of research on the statewide candidates, mm-hmm. like Secretary of State, yeah. like Attorney General, like mm-hmm. Governor. Right. But, um, like, the specific, like, the judges and stuff all back home, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know anything about any yeah. of those. Which I was kicking myself for. I felt very upset mm-hmm. about myself, because... I'm, you know, we've seen that we're capable of doing that kind of research, mm-hmm. but, right. yeah, just, 
it doesn't take very long, and a lot of people put together voter guides for you, like right. the Vedette, like um, ISU Center for Civic Engagement also has a voting guide, WGLT has a voting guide. Um, There's so many resources out there to wear, and like, no school on Tuesday, and a lot of places where like adults who are not in college work like give you the day off. Yeah. So it they really do make it like way more convenient than it used to be to where you kind of like don't really have the biggest excuse. You can't really be like, oh, I have class, mm -hmm. I have work, like intellectual day. Yeah. Um, but I think another thing too, and like I think like with a lot of people that kind of complain about the outcomes of elections and then you find out that they didn't vote, Mm -hmm. it's just very ironic to me which like obviously every like people are going to complain no matter what but like I feel like to give your complaining a bit more credibility like you need to vote even if your vote may not like change the whole election um it, but, but you, you never know to attest that right that exactly statement. there are going to be some close races in Illinois right. even if it doesn't feel like it they're mm -hmm. going to be close in some aspects right like there's definitely been like a movie or a tv show or something that's like gone through the motions of, like, what one vote could have done. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. Like, I'll cover that a little bit more. The race in Georgia during the 2020 election. Oh, yeah, I remember that. By just hundreds of votes, I think, or maybe, like, 2,000, I think, is, like, the number that's sticking out in my head. Mm -hmm. Don't don't quote me on that. That is not for sure. But, like, it, 2,000 may seem like a lot to us, but there's millions of people yeah. that live in Georgia. So 2,000 is not a big margin at all. Mm -hmm. But... Those, you know, couple thousand, couple hundred people who turned out and cast their votes to be like, no, this is who I want, swung the presidential election, swung the local elections. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it has a lot bigger impact than you think it does. Yeah. Wait, they turned Georgia blue, right? Yeah. Because I remember, like, watching, like, I remember being in my sorority house in the basement and we all had on the election, like, mm -hmm. like where they were going through all the states and stuff. And, like, I remember Georgia, like, was just going back and forth. Oh, yeah. And, like, we were, like, me and all my friends were just, like, oh, my God. Because, like, Georgia had been, like, just, like, historically known as, like, a more red state. Mm hmm And, like, so to And they see usually that, are. Right. Like, they're in another one of the um, swing states for up for this okay. election where um, we were talking about this before um, we started recording. But there's a couple uh, nationwide, if you want to look at it, the big kind of elections to look at. Mm -hmm. um, Wisconsin. Um my Midwest accent sticking out with that. <laughs> Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania okay. are, like, the biggest states to watch yeah. right now. Pennsylvania, they, don't they have a lot of electoral votes? I mean, this is a governor's... I'm going to guess it's, like, oh, I feel It's in the teens, for why sure. Why do I feel... I don't know. I feel like, like, feel like knowing that Pennsylvania had, like, a lot. Maybe 18, maybe? Mm -hmm. I Illinois has 21 or it might be 20 now. I think we lost I one. I think we lost last, one. That's, because that's another reason why this election is really important because there's been a redistricting yeah. in Illinois, which greatly affects our area specifically. Mm -hmm. Right, because like the 17th district, because I remember I wrote an article about the candidates for the primaries back in, I wrote it in like maybe like April for the June primaries. Mm -hmm. And so everyone that was running previously had not been the people that were elected to like for McLean County, but now they were. So it's like Eric Sorensen or Esther Joy King is going to be the House of Representatives for McLean County now. Yeah. It's, I, like you said, 17th district is like this specific 17th, 17th district has never existed before. Right. And that's why um, if you have been paying attention with any of our ballot counts, all of the McLean County 
um, district boards are up for re-election mm-hmm. versus usually it's like three at a time, two at a time, four yeah. at a time, something like that. All 10 are up for election. Mm-hmm. And treasurers, sheriff, like all of the county positions are up for re-election because of the redistricting. Yeah. Like that's just incredibly important. Mm-hmm. But specifically going back to the swing states, um, what we were talking about was if these states turn red, which like these were the swing ones that miraculously turned blue for the 2020 mm-hmm. election, they could turn stay blue, you know, and those re- those people could stay in office or, you know, new Democratic candidates could stay in. But if they turn red, it has the potential to flip either the House or the Senate. Um, I think the Senate races are... Oh my gosh, I did this, just did this this morning. Let me, it was Nevada, Wisconsin, and Georgia, I think are the Senate races. And then the House races are Arizona, Wisconsin, um, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Wait, do they have the possibility of flipping both? Yes, there's the possibility of flipping both, but it it looks more like they're going to flip the House. If they flip one, they're going to flip the House. Mm -hmm. The chances of them flipping the Senate are possible, but it's lower than flipping the House. So that's what I wanted to touch on a little bit is... If they are able to flip the house, um, which it was Politico that I was looking at, they think they are going to flip the house. Mm-hmm. That puts a huge problem with Biden's legislative promises, mm-hmm. you know, because he wants to codify Roe into into law. He wants to um, do a lot with climate change. You know, none of that's going to happen if we have a Republican house because mm-hmm. they're not going to let it through. Everything. Yeah. So, you know, quick, like, U.S. government lesson. Mm-hmm. It has to pass through the house to get to the Senate to get to the president. So if it can't get through that first level of getting to the house, it's, you know, the bill stops dead in its tracks. Yeah. There's like a term for that. I can't think of the term. But it's like they're all, like when that happens, like nothing gets done in government because mm-hmm. no one can agree with each other. Yeah. It's almost like a stalemate, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's what it is, is. And then obviously if both get overturned, that's an even bigger problem because, you know, there's a possibility that the Republican legislation can get through, which Biden would obviously veto, most likely. Mm-hmm. But then if they get the two-thirds majority, it can still go through anyways. Right. Which I don't think either of them will have a big enough majority to have a two-thirds majority, but it's, you know... You never know. You nev- Exactly, you never know. So again, why it's important to cast your votes this election? Obviously, like, this national stuff that we didn't talk, that we were just talking about, necessarily doesn't affect Illinois because... Well, it does because we have a one Republican or not one um, Senate candidate up for re-election mm-hmm. or possibly switch. Um, I think it's it's Tammy Duckworth and Kathy Salvi. I think is her opponent. I have it up right now. Um, or yep. is Shannon Teresa? Nope, yeah, right. I think she's running for. It's uh, Kathy Salvi, Republican. Uh, Tammy Duckworth, uh, incumbent Democrat, and then there there is a Libertarian running. Um, Bill Redpath. Oh, right. For um. Senator. That's so interesting. That's also, have not gotten any of libertarian ads, but they, they're usually run with a smaller budget than our traditional Republican mm-hmm. and Democrat, but there is a libertarian or independent running for governor as well. Okay. So. Oh, wait. Let me see that. Um, yeah. Um, Scott Schlutter yeah. or something? Yeah. He's an independent. Independent. Okay. So, yeah. There you go. You got that option, too, if you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Just... Read up on some voting guides and head to the polls. Yeah, you got 24 full hours to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's thankfully super easy to vote in Illinois for the most part. I'm not going to, I can't speak for everybody, but from, I've voted in three elections, you voted in two. It's been super easy mm-hmm. for both of our experiences so far at least. 
Yeah. And now Pritzker gave us the day off. Right. Every school has a day off. Um, at least public schools. I don't know about private schools, but mm-hmm. it's state law, so I figured it should somewhat apply. Maybe maybe they get a half day or something. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, to our generation who might be listening, please, 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 please go vote. Yes, it affects you way more than you th- you may think. And especially like this next like midterm Illinois specific election won't happen for another four years. Yeah. And especially with the 2024 election, everybody gets focused on president. Everybody mm-hmm. gets focused on the national elections in the in those elections. But it's usually the Illinois stuff that affects you the most. Right. So, again, use your voice. Your vote is power. So, read up, do some research, use it wisely. With great power comes great responsibility. But yeah, happy election day. Um, go have some fun. And obviously, stay tuned with Keep Refreshing Your Vidette app. Yes. Or your that website pulled up on your phone. Follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter. We'll have a lot, a lot of updates, a lot of coverage for you guys to stay tuned with that. Yes. All right. Well, this has been today's episode of Tea Time. Once again, I'm your, one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. Good luck voting, guys. Bye.